Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Marinero, the sick podcast. This show brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and see why Essentia is the mattress of choice for many athletes, including over 25% of professional hockey players. Use code sickpod for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia, beyond organic sleep. Speaking of sleep, the Ottawa Senators tried to put the Montreal Canadiens to sleep for a little bit on Saturday night. They got off to a 1-0 lead. They got off to a 2-0 lead. 5.51 into the third period, Thomas Shabbat made it 2-0 for Ottawa after Tim Stutzla had given Ottawa a 1-0 lead, 14.52 into period number one. We all know that the Montreal Canadiens have not won a lot of hockey games when not scoring the first goal of the hockey game and when trailing in a hockey game. As a matter of fact, they had going into Friday and Saturday, they were the worst team in the National Hockey League in that category, having only won two games all season when they didn't score first. Guess what happened? On Friday, the Canadians didn't score first. They trailed by a score of two to nothing to Winnipeg and also trailed by a score of three to one. But they came back and won by a score of five to three. They pick up two points. Winnipeg does not. On Saturday, they're down one nothing again. They're down two nothing again. And then they come back. And Nick Suzuki, who has just been on a tear, he was the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, leading point getter in the month of April was really, really good, especially, I thought, in the third period. The Canadians tried to manufacture some offense. Another guy that was really good was Jeff Petrie. Petrie had a, a period where everyone knows his first couple of months of the season, he was unbelievable. At one point, he had the most goals among defensemen of the National Hockey League. At one point, he had the most points for defensemen of the National Hockey League. And then he went into a little bit of a slump where for about a month, a month and a half, he wasn't the same Jeff Petrie. But in the absence of Shea Weber, who missed Friday night versus Winnipeg and Saturday night versus Ottawa, Jeff Petrie was absolutely unbelievable. He scored a goal where he was coming down. He entered the offensive zone, and he's got Tyler Toffoli on his right wing, and he looks in the direction of Toffoli. It looks like he's going to pass to Toffoli. Instead, he tucks the puck in, splits the defense, and with a quick snapshot, makes it 2-1. to one. A fantastic goal by Jeff Petrie. The Canadians thought they had what was the tying goal in that hockey game in period number three. When Nick Suzuki, I talked about him before, that quick wrist shot on the power play with Corey Perry screening went in. But the Ottawa Senators went to um, a coach's challenge and they go to Toronto and they say, no, that's not a goal. Corey Perry with goalie interference, goalie interference 
on Gustafsson. So with the Canadians down by a score of two to one, and then you're looking for that goal, and they got it. Tyler Toffoli coming up big as he has already on 26 other occasions prior to last night, scored his 27th goal of the season for the Montreal Canadiens. What a season he's having. Um, Perry to Suzuki to Tyler Toffoli. The pass by Suzuki was absolutely unbelievable. The way he saucered it and it landed right in front of Toffoli, who basically just slapped it home. And that tied the game at two. And when it did tie the game at two, there was five minutes and 35 seconds left in regulation. The last eight minutes of that game, Cole Caulfield didn't get on the ice. And I have to tell you, I had this feeling, you know, sometimes when you, you're, you're relaxing in the day and you see something happen. I saw Cole Caulfield scoring a big goal for the Montreal Canadiens. His first in the National Hockey League. He had had really good scoring chances in his first game, in his second game, and in the third game versus Winnipeg on the Friday night, he led the Canadians in a lot of um, advanced stats categories in terms of shots from the slot, find, getting himself open, shots on goal, uh, you know, premier scoring chances and all that stuff. And add it all up, I said to myself, I said, you know what? This, this guy's going to... And I felt that way even before the Winnipeg game as... It's coming, and I just I had a feeling he was going to score his first goal on Saturday night. But Dominic Ducharme, with uh, the Canadians down, uh, what was it, um, two to one in that hockey game, had Cole Caulfield on the bench for the final eight minutes of that hockey game, and I was scratching my head saying, "Why is he doing this? They're down a goal. I have a feeling this kid can score tonight." But anyway, when Toffoli tied it up with five minutes and 35 seconds left in regulation, Caulfield was still on the bench at that point. And I kind of understood why, because the coach wants to go with more experienced players. At that point, he wants this game to go to overtime. So he has his point in the bank. He has that point in the bank. And we'll talk about the overtime in uh, in about a minute or two here. But it's, it's the sick podcast. And... Montrealers, are you tired of going to the gas station? Use Fuelit service, whether you're at home, work, or anywhere in between. Download the Fuelit Canada app today. Fuelit, bringing gas to the 21st century. And I talk about gas right now because the game goes to overtime. And Brady Kachuk starts that overtime for the Ottawa Senators, three-on-three hockey. And Kachuk stays on the ice for two minutes and 25 seconds. And he's on the ice with Brandstrom and he's on the ice with Stutzla. And Dominic Ducharme has already thrown out a couple of players. I believe it's the third shift of the overtime period for the Canadians. And he says, you know what? I'm going to put a fresh Cole Caulfield on the ice. And Cole Caulfield notices that the guys are standing still there Notices Jeff Petrie going down the left wing, a burst of speed into the offensive zone. He goes straight to that net and he says, you know what? Petrie's going to get it to me and I'm going to pot it home. And that's exactly what happened. And he scored. And once he scored, I just, you, you couldn't help but be happy for the kid. A smile from ear to ear. 
And I thought about a couple of people last night. And obviously, I thought about Montreal Canadiens fans, who what a big win that was. And later on, later that evening, Calgary lost by a score of 4-1 to to Edmonton. <clears throat> so the Montreal Canadiens have an eight-point lead on the Calgary Flames with six games remaining in their regular season and in Calgary. So the Canadiens have obviously put themselves in a great spot now by picking up four points on the weekend. So I thought of Canadians fans. I, I thought of the coaching staff. I thought of the players. I thought of the ownership group. I thought of the management team. I thought of Cole Caulfield's family. And I also thought about his second family. Without further ado, I bring in, who was once upon a time, Cole Caulfield's billet family in Michigan, Lynn Chisholm, how you doing? Hey, how are you? Doing great uh, here. Yeah, you got a great, you got a big smile today. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I can't stop looking at, at those pictures, the, the rewinds that I'm watching yeah. from the game last night. I just, yeah. I mean, it was an amazing game and what an end and what a smile Cole had on his face last night. Let's rewind a couple of years if we can here. All right. Uh, should be noted, you are a former Montrealer. You yeah. moved out to Michigan years ago. And when you move there with your husband and your son and you get settled into your place, the real estate agent says what to you? She said, uh, you have an extra bedroom and we have uh, the USA training center about two miles down the road. You really, you know, you really should bill it a hockey player because you've got this room. You guys love hockey. It's just, it's meant to be. And uh, we actually followed through with it. We didn't know a soul here when we moved and we thought it would be a good way to meet people. And uh, it's been such a blessing. And uh, our very first player that came to our door was Cole Caulfield. Wow. Okay. So they give you a, how did that go down? They give you a call and they say, okay, so we got this young player for you. His name is Cole Caulfield. Is that the way it went down? Um, they, they do a lot of matching, um, the coach and, uh, some housing people came out to the house and met with us to kind of get a feel for our kind of lifestyle and, uh, met with my son, my husband, and, um, they try to match the billets with the players. And, um, right during that meeting, um, coach Robleski said, oh, I think that Wisconsin kid would work good here. So, um, he, he was from Wisconsin himself. So, uh. We're uh, very glad that we uh, got Cole. We got to read up a little bit about him before he, he arrived, and we got to chat with his parents um, and uh, get a little bit of that relationship started. So that was awesome. So how did that chat go? It was it was good. I mean, you know, Kelly, uh, uh, Cole's mom, is just a – she's amazing. Um, I figured – from one mom to another, I said, she has to be so nervous about sending her 16 year old boy off to another state. Um, he was going to be doing finishing, you know, he was going into grade 11 at the time. And uh, I, I just had all the respect for her. Um, and I, my goal was to try to make her feel comfortable and to let her know that I was going to take care of her boy. And um, it went well, that first conversation was good. Now, the, the Cole Caulfield that we see smiling, having fun, uh, I would imagine that's who he is, right? That was the Cole Caulfield with you. And was he like that the very first time you met him? Yeah, he, he's he's so consistent. I mean, you know, we kept waiting for that other side to come out, you know, but it, he, you know, he 
came here with a mission. He came here to be successful at his game. He kept his eye on the ball the whole time. He was an excellent student. Um, and I mean, you know, he was always very focused, um, but always very positive, you know. I mean, if he had a couple of games where he wasn't happy, you know, it was always seeing the glasses half full and knowing that things were going to get better that next day. All so, right. so that was with uh, the U.S. National Development Program in Michigan, where he was there for about two years. Um, talk to me about like the most amazing thing that you saw him do on the ice, maybe the best game that he ever played in those two years. Oh boy. He, you know what? He, he had a way of, you know, bringing it when it counted. Um, there were several games. Um, some of them we had to watch from afar. Um, he was, you know, his very first uh, international tournament was, uh, out in British Columbia. And, uh, he came home from that very first tournament with the, best player of the tournament or most points or something like that. And he just took it in stride and it's like no big deal. But um, game after game, we mostly had Friday night games here at the USA rink. And um, he just, I think every game he played, he was just so consistent and it was great to watch him in every game. I mean, there were a few that really stood out that, you know, he, uh, we never really talked about it at home, but um, we knew that he could beat, Austin Matthews and TDP point uh, point uh, forget what exactly it was his point streak or the number of points that he had in the two years and he was very close to it and uh, when when that happened we were you know beyond super proud so um, so you never really talked about hockey all that much with him at home was that um, by choice was it something that was made clear to you at the beginning was it something that you and your family just chose not to do because he was going to have so much of it already or? Yeah. Um, my husband and I from the get go decided, you know, and, and we knew what our rule was as billet parents, but we said, you know, we're here. If he wants to talk about the game, that's great. I mean, we're certainly going to tell him he had a great game. Um, but beyond that, you know, our role was to help him try to have a normal teenage life. And uh, that's what our big focus was. Awesome stuff. All right. So on uh, 2019 NHL draft uh, round one, a lot of people think he's going to go top 10. He doesn't 11, 12, 13, 14. The Montreal Canadians are up and they announce that they've drafted Cole Caulfield. You're a Canadians fan. You grew up in Montreal You've billeted Cole Caulfield for two years. They draft Cole Caulfield. Can you begin to put into words how excited you were? We, it was, it was amazing. I just, I was like, it was, it's just meant to be. Um, and just, and knowing his personality and knowing that he is the type of kid that, that could play well in Montreal. I thought, wow, this is, this is just amazing. We were super happy um love always love watching the Habs and uh to to be able to add Cole to that mix is just amazing he fell to 15 because of his height or lack thereof mm -hmm. um so I'm sure you have heard this before a lot of people had said I don't know about this kid he's too small when you watched him play were you ever worried about his lack of size no um you know what I mean when he I'm not I, listen let me be truthful when he first got here I thought this is a little guy but from the minute I saw him on the ice no super strong 
Um, he knows how to get out of the way. He's quick. He is super strong. And he's, you know, four years later, he's even stronger. And, um, you know, no injuries. It's just amazing. No injuries. So no the two injuries. years that he was there, he never suffered an injury. Uh, he he had uh, his buddy uh, sliced him here during a practice. So we had to go to the ER for that. And um, that was in and out. And uh, he did injure his thumb, which, um, you know, was not, it didn't impede him. Um, he continued to play through that. It was never an issue. So nothing major. No, which is amazing, right? Wow. Amazing. You see, amazing. You see how quick he gets out of the way, <laughs> you know? Now you, you have a son at home. Who's how old now? He's 13. He's 13. So at the time he was? Uh, 10 when, when Cole got here. Yes. 10 years old. So you know what? Cole Caulfield at that point is his big brother. Did Caulfield take on, even though, you know, it, it, it you know, it wasn't asked of him, but I'm wondering, did he kind of take on a big brother role? Absolutely. Actually, I'm thinking back. He was actually eight. Um, yeah, I'm getting all my years mixed up. Well, eight eight to ten, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cole was an excellent mentor for John. Um, John's an only child and a huge hockey fan. And, um, you know, to have this young fella come in here and kind of start running out to the driveway to play with John and uh, continue to really mentor him and be a great example. He was a very good student and, um, you know, so respectful and, you know, just a good hearted boy. And, uh, you know, I thought what better example for my son, you know, and he, he was, he, he is to this day, like his big brother. So John was outside playing hockey or shooting, you know, uh, shooting the ball or the puck or whatever in the garage on net. And Cole probably came back from, you know, a real long, hard day's practice, school day, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. He sees John playing hockey outside and he goes outside and he starts playing hockey with him. Yep. I was I I'm always amazed by that. I was like, well, do you need a snack? Aren't you tired? You have to be tired. You were up at six o'clock this morning and you've gone the whole day. And, um, you know, part of it was just the love of the game, too. It was like fun, you know. So and uh, but he, you know, he took that on and I, I, I was so grateful for him to him for that. Right. The, I want to get back to the draft the day he's drafted. Where were you? Where was your family? Where were you watching this? We, well, we were in Vancouver. We were at uh, the hotel the morning of the draft. Uh, we, we knew where we were going to be sitting. Um, and it wasn't too far from where Cole was going to be, but uh, the morning of the draft, Cole called uh, John and asked, that's my son, and asked if he would come and join him on the bus and ride over to the rink and sit with him during the draft, which was, you know, my son was over the moon, of course. Um, and so were we. It was, it was such a beautiful day. I will never forget that day. Um, yeah, it was just amazing. All right, amazing stuff. So now you've, you've had a chance to see him play his first NHL game his second, his third, and on Saturday night at the Bell Center versus the Ottawa Senators, he plays his fourth game. The game is tied at two. It goes to overtime. Dominic Ducharme throws Cole Caulfield onto the ice, and watch it with me, this happens. Start of this overtime, he has not been able to get off. Two, 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 two,
Wow. All right. So you see him on the ice. And I got to tell you, Lynn, and I'm and social media is there. Twitter is there to prove it. I just I had a feeling he was going to score his first goal yesterday. Uh, I wanted him to be on that ice in overtime. I thought he was going to be the difference maker in overtime. And the reason why I'm saying this is because just with the open ice to it, you know, a kid who knows how to score goals, and this doesn't happen all the time, but I think the majority of the time, if you're one of the top goal scorers on your team at 10 and at 12 and at 14 and at 16 and at 18 and from this league to that league to this league to the other league, I don't see why you can't do it at the next league because goal scoring is a gift. It's a gift from God. Not everyone has it. That's why the players that do it usually are the players that make the most money. But, you know, he has that knack for scoring goals. When you saw him on that ice and sprint to that net, were you thinking what I was thinking? Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen him do it over and over again. You know, he knows it's in him. And, uh, you know, at first, you know, I, what, what you said went through my head. I'm like, Lynn, don't worry about this. He's going to do great. This is in him. It's going to happen. And, uh, you know, what a, what a, what a good time for it to happen. All right. So were you all at home last night no, you're, or not? My, well, I was I was home. I was watching two games because my other billet, my my current billet, is uh, in Texas at the IIHF uh, World Championships. Uh, yeah. They were playing Finland last night. Their game also went to overtime and they won. Um, but I was kind of hopping back and forth, and I had my brother on the phone. And my brother said to me, he said, because I he hit the post while we were on the phone, and I and my brother said. He, you know, he's going to score when it's really important, Lynn. He's going to score when it's important. Amazing. You know, don't worry. It's going to come. It's going to come. And boy, was he right. And your brother, David, of course, is a friend of mine. We went to the same high school together. Actually, you and I went to the same high school as well, but we didn't graduate. Today. I think your brother was or is a year older than me, if memory serves me well. But anyway, it's the sick podcast. You can place your bets on my bookie. Go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code SICKPICKS. For a fifty percent deposit bonus, bet, win, get paid, and I like I said, I should have placed that bet yesterday because I had a feeling that Cole Caulfield was going to score that goal. Here's hoping that it's one of many. So, try to put into words or 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 paint the picture for me your reaction when he redirects that Jeff Petrie pass and scores that goal and basically jumps into the glass with that smile. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness! It was um, a mix of uh, a relief and and happiness, and uh, just it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I still feel like I'm still, you know, so happy from watching it. Wow. And as soon as we got got through, I was communicating with my husband and my son about the goal, making sure they knew um, because they were at the other game. Yeah, and uh, then I had a quick. Uh, uh, text with Kelly um, because I don't even know if her husband's home because he's traveling to Texas too for another hockey thing. So oh, wow. um, just, you know, uh, just sharing with everybody and then, you know, just sharing with the other billets that, that uh, were here um, when Cole was here, they, everybody was watching. Wow. Um, Did you reach out to Cole by chance or? Yeah, well, we had uh, we had been texting earlier uh, before the game. Uh, so after that, we texted uh, 
congratulations. And Patrick, my husband, had said, you know, and uh, nothing like an OT game winner. And um, this morning, about 8.30, he texted back. I'm like, what are you really doing up at 8.30? He's still an early, early riser. But um, Is he at yeah, he's he's up and at it. Um, he's uh, he just said that was really fun. That was so much fun. <laughs> oh, so, wow, that's and I could just imagine it with that smile. Yeah. Now I don't know if, you know, if this, you know this, but do you know that he's, you know that he's franchise, franchise record? record? He what? He set a franchise record. No. Yeah. So let me break this news to you. Uh, he is only the second player in Montreal Canadiens history whose first game in the National Hockey League ended up being an overtime game winner. So he's tied with another player. And he broke the franchise record for uh, the youngest Montreal Canadiens player to score an overtime game winner in the regular season. So he now holds a new franchise record for one of the most historical franchises in the history of all professional sports especially hockey with 24 Stanley cups. Let that sink in. Oh my God. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Isn't that kind of cool? It's totally cool. The boy likes to break records. <laughs> what do you, what do you say to those who are like, Oh no, the, as good as this is, this is not going to be good because now the expectations are going to be, you know, he's going to be expected to score big goals. He's going to be expected going forward to score a lot of goals. It's Montreal. There's so much pressure. There's so much media scrutiny. Uh, you hear about it. You read about it on social media, on sports talk shows, on television shows. What do you say to those that are worried that Cole might end up getting burned because Montreal is just too tough? Uh, you know, Cole, he is extremely competitive. He has always put all that pressure on himself. Um, any pressure that's coming from the outside, he, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't need that. He doesn't hear it. He's very focused. Um, he, he knows what he needs to do and he will do it. Um, all that outside stuff is noise. Um, he, I'm sure he likes to hear the positive stuff. I think that fuels him. But those naysayers, you know, he's been he's been hearing that since he was, you know, eight years old. Um, so he doesn't, you know, he doesn't pay that any mind, and he focuses on the positive. And that's what has got him to where he is today. And that's going to push him further, and um, it's going to mean really good things for the Habs. There, at the time of this recording, uh, which is on a Sunday afternoon, there's mathematically, there's still a chance that Canadians don't make the playoffs, but they really do look like they're in the driver's seat right now. You must be so excited that Cole Caulfield is going to be part of a team, which looks like they're going to be going to the playoffs. Oh my gosh. I know it brings me back to those uh, days of, of uh, you know, hearing, you know, that the Habs being in the Stanley Cup, walking down St. Catherine Street with my friends and getting updates and 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 hearing that they're doing well. Um, I just, I'm so excited that he's going to be part of that. And uh, I, I do, I think they're going to continue to do well because he he's bringing a great positive force to the team and they're a great team, you know? So good things to come. Go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. With Lynn Chisholm, 
who was Cole Caulfield's billet family back in Michigan uh, before heading over to Wisconsin, where he was there for a couple of years as part of the U.S. National Development Program. Uh, what has he told you about the city of Montreal? Well, he probably hasn't been able to see a whole lot of it yet because yeah. he kind of whisked him off on that tour. Um, but uh, he sent a couple of pictures, and uh, I think he loves the city. He loves the people, and uh, he's definitely embracing it all. Well, I think it's safe to say that they love him. If they didn't before, they definitely love him right now because you know everyone was talking about him signing his contract and going to Laval and then trying to come up. Think about it. He may have scored the goal, which pretty much clinched their playoff hopes. So he's uh he's a national hero. He's a he's a big time hero right now in Montreal. I can tell you that. Uh Lynchism, I can't wait for you to make your way down to Montreal when all of this, yeah. of course, gets better. It probably looks like it's gonna be next season. Uh <laughs> hopefully it would be in the playoffs, but next season for sure, you would think. Uh yeah. I can't wait for you to make your way back to Montreal. And I hope we we can hook up when you do. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. And I want to say this, Lynn. A, you know, um, it takes special people to billet hockey players and athletes. So uh, I know you probably won't say it because, you know, you sound like a pretty modest person. But um, part of that success, I think, goes down to you and your family as well. So um, enjoy it. Thank you. And congratulations. All right. There you have it. That's Lynn Chisholm. I'm Marinero. It's the Sick Podcast. You can listen to us on all social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Sick Podcast. See you, Lynn. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia. The world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond Organic Sleep.